Awesome. And just before I um, announce, just before I welcome Moxie up, I'm just going to welcome Kyoko to read us the Bible passage. Um, so if you guys want to open up to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. Pray for the Ephesians. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray to you that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to Him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to His power that is at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Good afternoon, guys. Ephesians. Has, you've been having that for the last couple of months, right? Very wonderful book of the Bible. And thanks, Pastor William, I got to actually preach the real climax of Ephesians 3. That's the, that's the climax of the whole book, okay? Um, Ephesians 3, for verses 14 to 21, that is, we entitled it God's fullness for us. Can I have that, that, that um, stick? I, I, I need to, yeah. Now, um, there is this word fullness. I don't know, what do you, what do you get from this word fullness? Oh. Can you put in the next one for me? All right. There is this word, I'm not sure if you, if you thank you, uh, have you had this word before? It's called pleroma. Okay, pleroma is, is actually a Greek word. Uh, maybe it's, it's been translated in, in English. As, is it? Is it? Has it been? Pleroma. Have you heard this word before? It really means fullness. Okay, and this word pleroma it was actually a Greek concept. Okay, it's it's the understanding of the God, the God, the spiritual powers in the Greek world. Okay. And it's very complicated. You know, they've got many gods, okay, many names. But later on when this, um, there was this, what they, the, this heresy, what they called it, Gnosticism. Uh, have you heard that word before, right? It was something they kind of uh, added a little bit of Christian stuff in there. It really is not Christianity. And, it, and the Gnostics, they believe many gods, many ways, many mediators for salvation, okay? And, and, and in them, that w those two little circles, one is Jesus, one is the Holy Spirit. And through that, and you know that kind of a, uh, knowledge, that Gnostics means knowledge, Gnosis means knowledge, right? And you know that this complicated knowledge, uh, you're saved. You're being saved, okay? But for Paul, 
No, 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 no such nonsense. Only Jesus. That's why in 123, it said the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, that's Christ, pleroma, that word, the fullness of Christ who fills everything in every way. And just as um, um, Kyoko just read us the passage before in verse 19, that is the fullness of God, right? Pleroma. And it's really all about God, about Jesus. Not us. So, um, yeah, that's the passage we've just read before, uh, 3, 14 to 21. It's actually a prayer, okay? It's a prayer. It's, well, in, ch- in chapter 3, verse 1, Paul was ready to pray. Pastor William, you preached that last time, right? And then, and just before he prayed, he, he wanted to say something really, really passionate, right, about God has charged him, gave him the mandate to, to, you know, to preach this mystery of Christ. And he felt so honored. And he went on and went on for, for a few verses. And then after he finished, right, in verse 14, he started to pray. So that's 14 to 21 is the prayer. Paul prayed for the Ephesians that they, they are to be strengthened and to be secured in the love of Christ and eventually be filled with the abundance of God. How many of us, just, just before, how many of us pray for these things for, for the other guy, for, for your brother or sister? Surely we can pray many things, you know. We pray for a house. I've been praying for a house for, for Karis and Rio, all right. We can pray for health. Uh, you can pray for many things, but try to pray these, these sort of prayers. It's much more lasting, much better, much more higher value. You know, power, strengthened, love from Christ, and the, full, and the fullness of the abundance of Christ in our lives. And I think this is something we can, as Christians, we can pray for. Power from the Holy Spirit, love from Christ, and filling from God in our Christian walks. Now, when Paul, when when he prayed for the Ephesians Christians, obviously he himself truly believed that. Now, we realize that by now, you know, after many sermons, you realize that Paul, when he was writing the, the, the letter, he was in prison, right? He was in prison for Christ. His, his situation was much, much worse than the one who were out there, right? And he himself, he, he knew that the, the external circumstances, the, the things happen around him cannot affect what he has, the, the, inner, the inner quality, the, the, the power of the Holy Spirit, uh, uh, the love from Christ, and the filling up from God cannot, no, nothing out there, the, all, this, all, the, all these bad things happen to him, cannot alter, change that inner quality in him. Young people, mature people, I mean, as we grow older, we'll we'll encounter things that will challenge us, challenge our faith. 
that will break our hearts, that will ruin our relationships. But what can we rely on? If we rely on uh, Pastor William, oh, we've got wonderful pastor. Of course, Pastor William is a wonderful pastor, but he himself is very limited himself. Oh, we've got this loving relationship here, fellowship in this PCBC English service. Fine, that's great. But we all have to face these sort of things. Each of us, we need to walk that, that narrow path. But if we, if we pray, constantly pray, and we believe and experiencing this power from the Holy Spirit, uh, the, the, the love from Christ, and the filling of the abundance of God in our lives, I mean, we can't go anywhere. We can do anything. Believe me. After 20, 30 years of ups and downs in, in, in the family, you know, things that we went through, praise God, he is able. And Paul truly believed that. That's why he prayed for them. Okay? So that, this prayer, um, it was actually, um, it's very Trinitarian. What, it, what I mean is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay? It just... I think in chapter 1, 2, 3, Paul, in all his writings, it was very Trinitarian. He always mentioned God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, just like the song we just sing. I love that song. Do you like it? I believe in the hope, I believe in the... I can't remember. And I, I, only, I believe in the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I believe in the resurrection. I believe you know, in, the, in the name of Jesus, right? And, and, and for, for Paul... Father, Son, and Spirit is always there. It's not, it's no, just not single individuals. It's always there. In, in, in chapter 1, verse 3, it says, every spiritual blessing was in Christ. But this blessing from verses 4 to 14, it was Father engineered, Son executed, and the Spirit endorsed. All right? And that's why to Him be all the praise. Same in verse 15 to, uh, chapter 1, verses 15 to 17, Father, Son, and Spirit. And same here in this passage. It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. See, the strength from the Holy Spirit, love from Christ, and full, fullness of God. This is the prayer of Paul for the Ephesians Christians. And let's pray for one another in, in a similar way. I believe when we do that, our lives will change. So let, let's look at it one by one, okay? We pray, pray the strength, we pray for the strength of the Holy Spirit. Okay, in, in verse 16, oh no, in, in verse 16, yeah. I pray that out of this glorious, oh, sorry, yeah, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. Now, when, when Paul said about the inner being, uh, it was more of, a, of a, a Greek understanding at the time. The people, when they read this term, uh, strength in your inner being, they immediately would identify uh, what are the the aspects in, my, in their lives. That will be for them, their intellect, their conscience, and the willpower. I think we can, we can accept that, right? The, our inner being, 
all right? There's many aspects in our lives, but that, that was the Greek understanding. And that Greek under, understanding would affect our, you know, yeah, our understanding for today, okay? Yeah, I believe whatever we have, whatever God create in, created in me, he has blessed me with certain power and strength to live on. But the thing is, you know, our conscience can be corrupted with the many things, the values of this world, and our willpower can be weakened when we, you know, you know, when we, you know, fail, you know. And and when we when we, you know, our our intellect, you know, we might not be able to grasp uh, two things that are too profound. And, and these things can actually, you know, tear us down by the world standard, by the things that happen in the world. And, and Paul said, we pray. We pray that the, the, the strength, that, the, that our inner being be strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit. And truly, because this is, this is from, from God's abundance, the glorious riches. When God is so glorious and, and so, so abundant, there's so much riches in Him, he's, he's, not, he's not stingy to give us these sort of things. He's willing. He's willing to grant to us when we pray. We pray for the power of the Holy Spirit that, so that the, our inner being be strengthened as we walk our Christian paths. Uh, Pastor William told me that uh, a few weeks ago, just after the lockdown, when we came back to church to worship that Sunday afternoon, this did not appear, Right? So you had to live on those by those two TV screens. Is that was it true? Just one. Huh? Just one. Oh, that's even worse. This thing here, it happened now and again, now and again. It doesn't come up. All right. It happened today, this morning. Terence, when your father was here first thing in the morning, helped me to set up, and said, "Moxie, this thing doesn't turn up." I know because it happened often. And we tried, switch it off and turn it on, switch it off and turn it off, and it didn't, didn't work. And then I was in my room, and came, when I came out, suddenly it came on. I said, Raymond, what did you do? He said, I just smacked it. <laughs> and it just came on. The problem, eventually, we found out, it's getting too old, lose connections. Young people, Adults here, do we have these sort of loose connection with, with God? So that we're supposed to have power to show the power points, right? But it, because of the loose connection, we cannot do what God wants us to do. We cannot show the power of God in our lives. It's not God's problem, it's our problem, my problem. Lose connection. Let's pray.
that our inner being be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And secondly, the love from Christ, verses 17 to 18, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, might have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Now this, this that Christ may dwell in our hearts. Now that dwell, dwell that, that word is actually, is, it was a compound word, like two words put together. It really means, um, it's like he's, he's packed up everything and moved in to stay in my house. It's not like you go into a, to a trip and you just stay in the Airbnb for a couple of three days. You know? He's come, he's come. He's got all these luggages, he's got all these belongings. He's just come, I'm going to stay here forever. So Christ is dwelling in my heart, okay? But how? Through faith. If I don't give him room, if, not, if, if I don't have the faith to allow him to come in, he can't come in. It, no matter how powerful Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit is, if I don't allow him, he can't come in. Same thing for this love, that if, we, if I don't allow Christ to dwell in my heart, I can, I can love, you know, I, I still have the ability to love because I, I'm created in the, in the image and likeness of God. When God created Adam and Eve, they, were, they had the godly abilities, okay? But then they sinned. And that's, that sin has just marred, just, 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 just crushed that, that, that perfect the perfection from God. Okay? We'll still, we still be able to love, but very conditional. I can love someone who I like. I can love, I can love someone who I'm affected to. But like Christ, to die for someone, to give up everything for someone, not in my life. That's why we need to be, to have, to, by faith, we, we allow Christ to dwell in my heart so that that love can be, he used, he used two words, rooted and established. It's actually two metaphors. One is the agricultural, like planting. The plant, you have the greater the plant, the tree, the deeper the root. Okay, you, can't, you cannot, you know, have a, a, a massive, you know, amount of roots, but it's only a tiny little plant. It doesn't, doesn't make sense. All right? And, 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 and the other one is the architectural, you know. It's like building a house, establish the foundation. Okay, Gary, you will know all about it, right? Yeah. And he actually went on, and he went on about this metaphor later on. Okay, I'll, I'll show that later. So, um, we have this love from Christ. And, and he said that, that we, may have, we may have power together with all the Lord's people. And, and he, say, he was saying that, you know, love is exercised through amongst the Christians. I cannot exercise love by myself. Right? I get impatient. I, I get angry. But I, I won't. You know, I can't, I can't 
you know, I won't show it, and, and, and this cannot work by myself. But if, if I try to work to love, uh, to, to be patient, it's got to be others around me that really irritate me, really test my patience. And God is able to use those opportunities to train me to love, to be patient. All right? So what Paul said, my, my, the power of this love be exercised through God's holy people. And together we grasp how wide, how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. This is also an architectural metaphor. Apart from Gary, is there any other architects here? Yes, Ron, you're looking for a job. I hope you get one. Yeah. I mean, when you build a house, you, these are the four dimensions you really need to figure out before you give it to a builder, right? You have to decide how tall the building is, and this affects how deep you're going to drill the ground, and how wide, how long, right? So Paul, actually, he was, he was describing a building. Someone was trying to ask, what sort of building was, had he, he had in mind when he, when he was describing that? Some tried to, to, to imagine, but I don't think no one would know because he didn't say. Some, some, some really went a bit too far. They said, he might, might have just been describing the temple in Ephesus because he was writing to the people in Ephesus, right? And oh, well, people will just understand, you know, the great seven wonders of the world. Don't know? But I don't think he would, I don't think he would describe in a heathen temple to, to illustrate Christ's amazing love. I don't think so. So I don't know. But at least he was, built, he was describing a building. Maybe, maybe the temple of God. You know, the deep, the depth, the width, the length and the height, yeah. But anyway, he was really to, to, to illustrate, I mean, Christ's love is beyond understanding, beyond imaginations, okay? When we asked Ron, How, how's, the, how's the five months been? I mean, he could tell you with oh, much energy. I mean, he's him, he doesn't show much, right? He must be very, very excited, but he just, yeah, it's like that, you know. But, but he knows, he knows by that, that how that five months, how, how excited he was, right? How God has worked through him. I was one, one time when um, uh, it was a family who went to South Island, and uh, he they told me that, oh, we're going to Milford Sound. I said, oh, I said, oh I don't know. I've never been to Milford Sound. I said, I never, truly, I've never been to Milford Sound in the last 45, 50 years in New Zealand. Never been there because I just didn't want to, <laughs> to take the car or get a bus to, to go through those twisting and winding roads and then I just, just vomit and I just, just get sick, you know. I would never. But he said, I, I said, ah, oh, I didn't want to go. Oh, you, you're very brave. And he said, yeah, no, 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 but we won't take the bus. How are you going to go? We're going to fly over there. Wow, that's going to be expensive. And then three weeks later, when they came back, they said, Moxie, 
Wow, just wonderful, astounded, amazing, uh, fabulous. He used any, every kind of words he could found to tell me it was just, just wonderful to see the amazing creative work of God. How many have you been flying over? You have, haven't you? No? I fly over all the snows, the snowy mountain, and land on the glaciers. How many have you done that? Just you. Oh, good on you. Who else? Yeah, you were one of the families, <laughs> right? Yeah, and your, and your parents that told me that. All right. Now, do you want to come and tell us how amazing it was? It's beyond words. Even if you try all your best, you can tell us. Uh, we, we say, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just, just like the ice in the refrigerators, right? No? No. I mean, only you've been there. You've seen that. you experienced that. And you know. The love of Christ. How could I describe it? I, really, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. But if you have been the real, real excitement, tangible experience that we had in Christ, how he has lifted me up through the mire and clay, how he has, how he has pulled me up, how he, how, he's, how he has released my chains. We know the length, the depth, the width, and the heights of the love of Christ. It was one um, medieval um, monk, a Catholic monk, okay. He was known as a as great preacher. So many people flocked to the monastery to hear was his preaching. And, and, and he announced that the next week he was going to, to preach on the love of God. So it was filled, everybody, there was an, you know, the service, service was at night, at night. So before, before the, the, the night came, everybody came and, and it was set, it was filled the monastery. And it was, you know, the whole monastery only, only it was kind of lightened by a few candles and it was, everybody was in the dark. So it was, in a way, it's good. I don't know who was sitting next to me. I couldn't, so I don't talk, okay? So it was night, it was, it was dark, and it, and it was quiet, and, and suddenly there was this monk came, appeared from that door there and came with a candle, with a bigger candle. And he went up to the altar. He went up, oh, the cable's not long enough. But he went up to the altar, and he came to the cross, now, the Catholics, they have the, the Jesus, you know, was carved onto the cross. But for us evangelicals, we believe Jesus is risen, so we don't have Jesus on the cross, right? But that's all right. But at, at that time, when he went up with a candle, he went, he went beside the cross. Firstly, he, lit up, he has lit up the crown of thorns slowly and then he went to the hands two hands of Jesus nailed and then the feet nailed and then the candles went through the side that 
was pierced. Jesus was pierced. And he just left. The love of God. Nothing else needed to be said. When we see the cross, when we truly experience the cross, nothing else to be said. This is the width, the length, the height, and the depth of the love of Christ. If we hadn't had that experience, it's just a story. But if we truly experience that, we know it's beyond imagination. And thirdly, and this is, yeah, this is the illustration here. And thirdly, the fullness of Christ. In verse 19, that you may be filled to the measure of all fullness of God. Just like 123, Christ, the fullness of him to fill the church. Who he is the one to fill everything in every way. God who fills the whole earth. He wants to fill my heart. This vacuum. He wants to fill it. And this pleroma, this word pleroma, the fullness, is a very, very, it's a word that Paul liked to use very much, actually. Like um, in Romans 11.25, it described this fullness of the, the numbers of the Gentiles. And Galatians 4.4, 4, it's the fullness of time. Ephesians 1.23, we just read before, the fullness of him that filled all in all. And 4.13 is the fullness of Christ. And um, Colossians 1.19, the fullness of Godhead in Christ. So in Christ, all in all, he is the full, his fullness. He is, he he wants to fill our hearts and only our hearts be filled by his fullness that we can be content and satisfied. And he's, he's willing to fill our hearts. In, in the first prayer in, in chapter 1, Paul actually, uh, Paul actually did pray for the fullness of of the hope and fullness of the fruitful fruitfulness in their lives and the, and the fullness of the power in their lives. So when we have the fullness of God in us, our lives will be fully content and satisfied despite all the external circumstances that could happen to us. Are we willing? I like to illustrate something. Okay, I like to get um, the three children, lovely children, to come up and help me. And uh, um, can can I get Ju? Can you get the table out? Uh, yeah. Just to illustrate how our lives can be filled. Okay. Rowan, where are you? <laughs> can you put it up here? Okay, can I? Come, Eden. 
Okay. Behind, can you get behind that? Otherwise, people won't be able to see. Okay. All right. We're gonna play a little game here. You're gonna use this. You're gonna use this. How many? And you're gonna use this. This is heavy, eh? Okay. This is me. This is my life. We are transparent before God, but with, without God, I'm empty. Well, a little bit. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. But God has filled His goodness into my life. Okay. Thank you. He's not stingy, but it's just illustration. I don't have enough water. That's all right. We should run the tap because he, his, his, he, he represents living water, right? Endless, okay? But this is just limited time and space. I can do that. Okay, this is me. Okay, this is me. And clear, living, drinkable, healthy, good water. But the thing is, we get naughty at times, don't we? Yes. And we, you know, not good for our health, we drink Coke, all right? So at times we, we fall into temptations and we sin. Oh, supposed to be clear. Now it's not so clear. Okay. Oh, well. And sometimes... Oh... Even we get difficult to, you know, to get into troubles, we still do, you know. Oh, oh no, it's not clear anymore. What should I do? Let's let our lives be filled by God's goodness, the living water. Okay. Keep pouring. Is it okay? Okay. Keep pouring. Keep pouring. Keep pouring. <laughs> Thank you, Eden. Thank you. You see, God wants to fill us. Even, you know, we get, we sin, even we fall into temptation. But the more, you know, we sin, that means the more we need to be filled by God's fullness. This is not a perfect illustration, but if you run this under the tap, it will eventually Clear, clear, just my life will be cleansed. And yes, we will still get into trouble now and again. But God's living water, it, it doesn't stop. It's here, it's ready for us. Cleanse us, fill my life. So let's, let's, let's pray for this for ourselves and for others. The power of the Holy Spirit, the love of Christ, and the fullness of God. Let's pray. Thank you. Thank you, children. Thank you. Don't drink that. These are bad for you. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go back. Okay, let's pray.
Father, I pray for myself and for all your good, all your good children here. Lord, may the inner being, may our inner beings be filled by the power of God, power of Christ. Lord, that we may, we may be deep uh, rooted and 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 um, firmed in our foundations of the love of Christ, and that we may be filled by your by your goodness as we walk and and as and as we follow you as your disciples. In Jesus' name, Amen.